Physics of the Human Body. These are podcasts from the University of Utah's Department of Physics and Astronomy. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson with the University of Utah Department of Physics and Astronomy, and um, I'm the faculty at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Uh, we just want to visit about the human ear uh, today uh, and make just some comments that are some things that we think are important uh, to understand uh, about the ear uh, as it relates uh, to the body. Uh, <clears throat> of course, it, it's, it almost goes without saying what is the purpose of the human ear. It, it, it's to you know, for us to hear, hear sounds. But what most people don't know is that the ear is really uh, designed to uh, convert very weak sound waves traveling through the air. Uh, and amplify them so that we can hear them. Uh, it goes from uh, very weak sound waves traveling through the air, and ultimately it becomes very uh, uh, profound electrical waves as it goes into the brain. Uh, as, as it transmits one way, it starts with longitudinal waves in the air, which then become mechanical waves, uh, the bones in the ear, which then become fluid waves in the uh, inner ear. And finally, it becomes... Uh, electrical waves that go into the uh, brain. Um, however, what we commonly call the ear does not really uh, refer to the uh, visible part of the ear. Uh, the appendage we use to hold, hold, up, hold our eyeglasses is a small part of the ear. This is actually called the pina, and it is the least important part of the hearing system, although it's probably its main function is to help with position in space because of the way uh, differential hearing occurs. And as you get constructive and destructive interference, the uh, ear uses that uh, difference in, in pathway to determine uh, space. So it is important, but in the actual hearing, uh, it is probably the least important uh, part of the hearing. Uh, it does uh, help funnel a sound into the ear canal and can be uh, completely removed without uh, affecting hearing, though as we said, it can affect uh, determining whether you're where you are in space. Many animals, including humans, have muscles that move the pina. A horse actually has 17 muscles for each ear, while humans only have about nine. Most people do not have the nerve uh, circuitry to activate these muscles. Those who do uh, have control over the movement of these muscles can wiggle their ears. The part of the ear uh, and a key to earring is found in the skull and is usually divided uh, into three areas, the outer ear, the middle ear, and the inner ear. The outer ear is a canal that begins at the opening of the skull and ends at the eardrum. It is also called the external auditory canal. This canal serves to increase the ear sensitivity in the region of 3,000 to 4,000 hertz. And that is where, uh, if you listen to Mozart arias and things, that's where the very highest people uh, sing. <clears throat> but it's interesting, uh, from, we don't exactly know from an evolutionary standpoint why that is. It also stores what we call cerumen or earwax, and that is an important part of the defense system of keeping the ear free of infection. Uh, and so you should never remove the earwax, even though you don't like people knowing you have earwax, that actually is an important part of keeping the ear from being infected. In fact, uh, swimmers who go uh, into the waters and that earwax is washed out get what we call swimmer's ear or uh, ear infections uh, because of that. Uh, it's about two and a half centimeters long, which is about one inch. And it's about the diameter of a pencil. 
uh, you can think of the canal as an organ pipe that is uh, closed at one end. The eardrum or tympanic membrane is about 0.1 millimeter thick. It's very, very delicate, which is paper thin and has an area of about 65 uh, cubic millimeters. It takes the vibrations in the air to the small bones in the middle ear. The dominant feature of the middle ear and three small bones, uh, which uh, do that in uh, conversion, it takes, uh, it helps to amplify those sounds. These bones become mature uh, after birth. Thus the fetus can hear uh, while it is still in the womb and will learn the sound of its mother's voice uh, before uh, being uh, born. The bones are named after the objects that uh, they resemble. The malleus looks like a hammer, the incus like an anvil, and the stapes looks more like a stirrup. They are arranged so that they effectively transmit vibrations from the eardrum to the inner ear. However, these bones do not transmit vibrations that they might pick up in the skull, uh, such as those from your own uh, voice. You hear your own voice primarily by transmission of sound through the air. Uh, you can uh, test this by uh, plugging your ears and listening to the reduction in sound volume of your own voice. You can hear it, but it's not as clear. You hear much better when you just hear through your canals. These bones change the vibrations of airwaves to vibrations into a liquid wave or a fluid wave. And this is because there's a fluid-filled chamber in the inner ear. They also considerably amplify sound. Uh, uh, along with the large um, eardrum and the small entrance to the inner ear, along with the um, uh, ability to have uh, these bones uh, amplify the sound by creating lever arms, you get a lot more amplification of the sound because of that. Uh, first, the place of connection between the eardrum and the malleus is significantly larger than the area of the opening uh, to the inner ear called the oval window, where the stapes is, in fact, connected. The difference in size amplifies the sound. Uh, and the second way that we get amplification is through the action of the lever arms themselves. The attachment site for the malleus is off-center of the uh, tympanic membrane, which creates a lever. Then the other two bones are attached in such a way as to create additional levers. The combination of these two methods amplifies the sounds about 20 times. In fact, without the three bones of the middle ear, sound would simply bounce off the eardrum with a person hearing hardly any sound at all. Humans are much better at listening to the soft sounds uh, than we are at listening to loud sounds. In fact, loud sounds can damage the sense of hearing. The body has a mechanism to provide some protection against loud sounds. There is a muscle called the stapedius muscle, which protects the ear against those loud sounds. The eustachian tubes are in the middle ear, and they connect the middle ear to the back of the mouth. They serve actually as a drainage path for fluids generated by the middle ear. While they are closed most of the time, they can open momentarily, allowing the pressure in the middle ear to equalize with the atmosphere. The movement of the muscles in the face during swallowing, yawning, or chewing will usually cause a momentary opening of the eustachian tube. Sometimes you hear a popping sound in one or both ears as the pressure equalizes and the eardrums return to their normal position. In babies, the eustachian tubes are more horizontal, whereas in adults, it becomes much more vertical. This makes it more difficult for babies to drain infections from the middle ear, so they are more prone to ear infections. 
And in fact, they can put a, a, a tube in the tympanic membrane to drain the middle ear until they get older. The inner ear is uh, just an amazing thing. It is hidden very, very deep within the skull, making it the best protected sensory organ in the body. The inner ear contains the sensory organ for hearing called the cochlea and for balance, the whole vestibular system. The snell-shaped cochlea is the organ that is dedicated to hearing by converting sound pressure waves from the outer ear into electromechanical um, impulses, which are passed on to the brain via the auditory nerve. It is filled with two fluids called the endolymph and the perilymph. It is the organ of corti, uh, which is the sensory receptor inside the cochlea, which holds hair cells that act as nerve receptors for hearing. The mechanical energy uh, from a movement of the middle ear bones pushes in the oval window in the cochlea. This forces and moves the cochlea's fluid that in turn stimulate tiny hair cells. Individual hair cells respond to specific sound frequencies, which we call pitches, so that depending on the pitch of the sound, only certain hair cells are stimulated. Um, signals from these uh, hair cells uh, are changed into nerve impulses. And then it is the nerve impulses that are sent to the brain by the cochlear portion of the auditory nerve. The vestibular system of the inner ear controls balance and is made up of the semicircular canals. These structures help uh, control steadiness and balance along with our vision and our feet and the interaction uh, uh, even with our hands. They send information to the brain about the relationship between the body and stationary surfaces in the environment. Sensors on the soles of the feet provide important information about the texture of the ground. This information is used to calculate weight and posture and alters adjustments so that uh, we will be upright and balanced in our movement. When people contract, uh, contact inner ear infections, they become very dizzy and get vertigo uh, because it affects the vestibular system. And it feels like the room at that point is spinning around. There's a lot of diseases of hearing uh, the function of the external and middle ear is to collect and amplify sound. This system can fail in several ways and cause someone to become deaf or even partially deaf. Hearing loss can be categorized into um, either the conductive or central neural type. Some patients experience mixed hearing loss, a combination of both. Conductive hearing loss occurs when the mechanical energy in the sound waves cannot be effectively transduced into the cochlea of the inner ear. Uh, the components responsible for the conductive sound in the inner ear are the outer ear, the uh, outer ear canal, and the tympanic membrane. Anything that obstructs the, uh, you know, the transmission of sound by these components or dampens the acoustic energy can result in conductive hearing loss. This type of hearing loss <clears throat> can be corrected surgically depending upon the nature or the structure of the malformation. Central uh, hearing loss occurs with damage to the cochlear apparatus. The sensitive hair cells in the inner that, that relay electrical signals to the brain or in the auditory neurons within the central nervous system. Loud noise, viral infections, specific uh, drug side effects are often implicated in cases of damaged hair cells in the organ of corti. Uh, Age-associated hearing loss is very common too. And this type actually can be transmitted with or uh, treated with hearing aids, uh, which simply amplify the sounds closest to the listener. This increases the sound input and does not improve clarity. In some cases, the correction of sensory neural hearing loss 
uh, can be achieved by a cochlear implant. And that actually is a very effective way at uh, creating uh, sound in, in that condition. Uh, this is all that we wanted to, uh, to talk about today with uh, the ears and hearing. And um, there'll be more in, uh, in other of our uh, discussions about the eyes and other of our sensory inputs. Thank you.